0: Now, here's your host, from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka.
1: Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings, investments, and in your retirement, Is always here on the show. The uh, Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And the... Uh, we, we got a lot to talk about on the show here today. I think I've got a little reverb on this. It's, it's the AM. Okay. The uh, and so we're going to be talking about what's with the markets, uh, some uh, different things. Where where are we going from here? What happened with with the huge drop the other day? Why are interest rates going up? What's happening in the world, and how does it affect your retirement? And uh, we're, we're seeing big changes for uh. Social uh, for you know for retirees in general uh, on a number of fronts and and uh, this this week we're really starting to see some more concern about the blowout of the deficits and how that's going to affect the entitlements and and why this is important is because most people when it comes to retirement depend a lot on Social Security and 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 coming up on retirement there's nothing to worry about with Social Security now but coming up on retirement looking out over the next. 10, 15, 20 years or more, that becomes a bigger problem. And that becomes more problematic when we're blowing out big budget deficits. And uh, and so we're in the middle of this big fundamental shift. And I think it's going to be more and more important. We've gone a decade. Look, when I started out in this business, the we go, they would have uh, the... Every once in a while, the Federal Reserve Chairman would get before. Typically, it would be the Financial Services Committee in the House and the Finance Committee in the Senate, and I'm not sure which one there. And they would get up there. In I wasn't Paul. I wasn't there when Paul Volcker was in there, but. But uh, even Alan, I watched him and, and Paul Verker would get up there and go, look, these entitlements are out of control. The deficit is out of control. It could cause a massive inflation. You guys in Congress need to do something about it. And then Alan Greenspan would do the same thing. Oh, wow. We cannot stand these high deficits. We've got to get spending under control. It could cause inflation and, uh, and entitlements are going out of control. This is unsustainable. And then we, we got... The the new Fed, particularly under Ben Bernanke, came in, and it it was the idea that deficits in money didn't make a difference. And this was really one of the ideas that came out of the Federal Reserve. Uh, You know, there's no other—the Federal Reserve under Barack Obama never said one single word about cutting the deficit—never said one single word about cutting entitlements— even though the entitlements are going to blow up because there's no way we can afford all these entitlements of Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, they didn't say a word about it. They just sat back and they said, look, don't worry about it. We have the economy under control from the Federal Reserve. We're going to manage the economy for you. We're going to take the lowest interest rates to the lowest rate in the history of planet Earth that we know of, and uh, in the history and we can manage it so we don't have to do fiscal spending. We don't have to do deregulation. We don't have to cut entitlements. Basically, you can have your uh, cake and eat it too. That was the motto of the Federal Reserve. You can have your cake and eat it too. Now, some people might say basically all of Washington was Mary Antoinette's let them eat cake, but that's another story. So so the Fed came in. They didn't say a word about it. Now, they'll tell you they did. They'll claim they did. But listen, compare what Paul Volcker bid, compare what Alan Greenspan to to, uh, to Ben Bernanke and Janet Yellen. They basically never said a word about these entitlements. And so here we are. The, the deficits are exploding. We have a huge pension problem in the country, particularly in state and local government, that we can't afford. And so they're having to tax people more and more to pay for this and so eventually this is going to be a problem and so what you have to understand it's important for you to manage your retirement to protect yourself against inflation against reckless governments in and, and, and above all else against a reckless Federal Reserve that has flooded planet Earth with money and working in conjunction with uh, the other central planning I mean central bankers uh in in the ECB, in the Bank of Japan they came up with the idea of negative interest rates a negative interest rates is a fancy way to steal your your money, so to force you either to confiscate your money or to, to spend it to try to get economies going. Again, it's central planning. It's a threat to the American economy. It is a complete, absolute, utter failed experiment on the American people. And, and what we have gotten is we've gotten the lowest wage growth in a decade, thanks to the Federal Reserve's Flawed policies, and so what you you have to understand is you have got to take more and more chance, control of your retirement to protect yourself. The big the big danger is going to be inflation. The big danger to most people's retirement is if look if you're worth twenty million dollars, you don't need your social security and it's not going to hurt you. But a lot of people. Even reasonably wealthy people depend on Social Security for part of their income, and it's endangered because of this reckless government spending, reckless government policies, reckless handing out of entitlements, expanding the pool of of, of recipients for Social Security. It was really just for people, hey, look, you're retiring. We know you're going to need some help. And we're going to help you out. We basically expanded it to people that weren't working. It, they expanded it to to uh, the people that you know to disability and were the people with genuine disability and then it just basically became a, 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 a disability became kind of a of a a free money program for people that really just didn't want to work and, and so what that is that means people are taking from that pool more and more so legitimate retirees the money's not going to be there so I want you to understand that it's not going to happen a year from now. It's not going to happen five years from now. It's going to happen 10 and 20 years from now. And so you have to kind of plan for that. You have to increase your savings and you have to protect yourself. And what we're seeing happen, and the reason for kind of this talk today is we're starting to see the the, the, the fundamental shift. We're, we're, we're shifting from the failed Federal Reserve central planning experiment, the grand experiment on the American people, over to a more economy driven by real jobs, real plant and equipment, real growth versus, hey, let's kite up asset prices and that'll make people feel rich and then they'll spend more money. And and, oh, and by the way, it was real helpful to the wealthy people in the country. The working people in this country suffered immensely under the Federal Reserve. And and it's very sad what has happened. It's very sad that we've allowed this to go on. And one of the reasons for the kind of talk today is I'm writing my new max out savings report. We, this is a report that goes out once a month to our clients. We talk about everything from from uh, what's happening in the world today, why the market fell off quickly due to, the, due to the VIX that we've been discussing in this show for a long time about the lack of liquidity that blew up finally two weeks ago. Uh, back in 2007, we were discussing, hey, the investment banks were going to fail. People called me up and said, Ted, you can't talk about that on the show. This was in 07. No one even dreamt about it. We said Lehman Brothers was going to fail. They were going to lose their balance sheet. And, and, you know, I I thought I was going to be pulled off the air, literally, because I made these remarks. It was... We, and we put in our report, we put in the, we showed you the balance sheets of these companies. We weren't just throwing out stuff and making things up. We laid out the case and explained why it was going to happen and what was going to happen. And we were right. It was in the free Max Out Savings Report. We write about common 401k mistakes, common retirement planning mistakes. We have all types of neat stuff in the report. It's a free report. You just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. We've got thousands of people on the list now. And they're like, "Ted, well, you need to write another report." So I'm getting it written this weekend. But what I'm what I'm coming up with here is is the looking at when I looked at the wage growth over the last decade, it, it generally was under two two and a half percent. Some of the lowest. Typically, wage growth in the country has grown about four to five percent. And so, what happened? What happened was, is corporate America shipped jobs overseas. They they tightened the belt. They they panicked after 2009 and started firing workers, cutting back. They gave no raises. They claimed there was deflation, all the while medical costs went up 40%, 40 45% for the American people. Other costs went up. And finally, Donald Trump steps in and says, look, corporate America, you need to give bonuses. You need to give wage increases. People can't afford this. And so now there's pressure. We're giving you this big tax cut to help you out and deregulating to help you out. And what we want to see, some of the fruits of that go to the working people in this country. That's starting to happen. We also have a 4.1% unemployment rate, very, very low unemployment rate. We've got an economy starting to accelerate. That's creating job costs increases. That's Causing wage increases and bonuses, which is all good, but it's inflationary. So we're seeing a change in the economy to a more inflationary economy, and that can be a threat to a lot of people's savings plans, and they don't know it. But tell you what, let's take a call from Charles here. Hello, Charles, how you doing?
2: Good morning, Ted. Uh, I had a, uh, I guess I had a couple uh, two questions really related to real estate. Um, yesterday, there was something I saw one of the. Uh, TV programs concerning the the the, the amount of uh, rents that uh, people across the country are having to pay, yeah, and it's becoming pretty unaffordable. And uh, I guess I guess one question I have is I don't know what, what you know what's the policies that that have been passed over the many decades. Uh, I guess probably starting with the Clinton administration with the you know, the sale of homes if uh if uh you know uh basically uh allowing uh uh I guess uh capital gains free uh treatment on homes if you sell it for two hundred fifty thousand or a half a million.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh that I think kinda of started this process. But but I guess I guess the question I have is is do you see if if this thing continue if this thing is not improved soon that there's probably going to be, uh, I hate to say it, but possibly like rent control start being talked about because I know that's been pretty big up east. And the other question I have is uh, next week is election week, starting early voting. And I think one of the propositions on there has to do with the growth of the property taxes here in Texas. And I think that I think one of the props is proposing possibly to, cap the the revenue increase to 4%, and then if it exceeds 4%, then it would have to be voted on by the the public. Uh, You know, Texas is the only state that where when you pay taxes, it's on unrealized gains. It's not, you're not paying tax on what you paid for the property. So, you know, they don't do that with stocks and bonds and everything else. And I'm just wondering if somebody really needs to take a long, hard look at this whole property tax issue because it's just getting to the part where people are almost ready to cry uncle on some of this stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean you cover a lot of stuff there, Charles. The, uh, look I, I think the property taxes are, are, are somewhat of a problem and by what, by, by uh, pay tax on unrealized gains, what you mean is is they assess the property, the value of the property and then they uh, they they, they, they uh, you, you pay a tax on that and look, I, be, I, you know, after living as long as I have, you've seen a lot of stuff, and it used to be, it would go kind of like this: the property's for sale for four hundred thousand uh, dollars. It'll probably sell for three, you know, three eighty, three seventy, somewhere in there. It's on the property rolls at uh, three twenty-five, three thirty. That's the way it used to be. And now all of a sudden, a lot of times you look at these property, the properties for sale for 400 or maybe we'll sell at 380 and and, and, it's, and, and, and the valuation for property tax rolls is at 37380. And they've gotten extremely aggressive. I had a conversation with some potential clients uh, uh, with, with, with the ranch in up uh, is actually in Milam county in and, and this week and you know uh, Milam County's getting real aggressive with their property. Taxes up there because they're losing some uh, some plant and, and so they're trying to they're they're raising the taxes and I've seen this up there too is they're raising the taxes to try the valuations to try to push up their tax base and, and the point you're getting at is is. By jacking up the the valuations they're able to to increase the taxes and there's no voter there's no voting on this and it's- right right yes. essentially
2: that's it and then uh, of course, and then you got the other the other spectrum, which of course is people that that are putting these properties out there for rental and then to cover all the taxes and all they're raising it and then what's happening is is now people almost can't afford to rent and so now it's i i hate to say it but Again, I know up in New York and all, I know there's a big thing on rent control, and I'm just wondering if that eventually is going to find its way down here.
1: Yeah, well, and, and I can also tell you, for, for you know, for zonings from property in Houston that we rent, I mean, look, the the city, state, and county make as much as we do on these properties, I can tell you that. And, and you know, we, we don't need debt on them. And, and so it, it, they're pretty high. And, and, and so, look, I mean, I think it's something that pushing those rates up it flows to the to the renters and it becomes a problem and it, and it makes the cost of living go up i don't believe in rent control texas doesn't believe i mean the, the whole east coast is pretty much controlled by zoning in 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 particularly new york rent control rent control hasn't really worked i do think and this is one of the things you know i've, I've been pretty critical of corporate america for not giving raises and bonus and helping people out and really trying to squeeze workers to 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 bring ridiculous, uh, you know, uh, squeeze workers to put everything to the va- to the bottom line so they could get a bonus, and, and one of the reasons why I, I do this, and one of the reasons why you want to criticize, to, to keep the rents down too. I don't believe in rent control. I don't believe in wage controls. I do believe if we do nothing, we have two choices: we're either going to go capitalism or we're going to go socialism. That this is the this is why there's such a a huge divide between the Republicans and the Democrats. The, the Democrats don't realize it, but the people running the party, the people really behind the scenes are socialists, and they're going to win unless we get tough. And one way we do it is I think I think the Republicans and conservatives really should use the bully pulpit to some extent like Donald Trump has done and just say, why aren't workers getting more raises? Why aren't—to pressure people, Why are, why are rents going up to pressure companies, to pressure people— not to jack up rents, not to not give wage increases, and to really think, hey, we really have to raise the cost of this because we can't afford it, or are we just trying to squeeze an extra nickel out of everybody so we can hit our bonus? And and it's that, I think it's important to pressure on the bully pulpit, because if we don't, we're going to end up with socialism, and this is what people don't understand.
2: Well, I I understand that the governor is wanting to to put some sort of caps on the increases on these uh, on these property taxes. You know, one thing, uh, Ted, that yeah, I think I, I, one thing that I think needs to happen is is they need to separate out the property tax from the school funding because they need to make this transparent so that the average guy could see how much money is going towards schools and how much money is going towards taxes and not co-mingle this stuff. I I really think that it needs to be separated out, and I think in that way, I think people can be better informed of, you know, what's going on. Uh, But
1: But by the the way, uh, Charles, I do think you're going to see more controls over the ability to raise the, the valuations and stuff. I think there has to be some because the problem is typically tax increases are sort of voted on or something. We basically have boards just uh, groups of people just pushing up valuations to increase the American people's taxes.
2: Right, right. To your point. Yeah. All right. Thanks for your insight. Ted. Thanks,
1: Charles. Uh, yeah, that, that, good, good call. I mean, some really interesting points. I mean, look, I think I, I think things are really changing out there In the world, and we're starting to see you know these higher rents. These people are getting squeezed. We're starting to see inflation out there, and it's it's been there for a while, but it's really coming to the forefront now. and And it's pressuring wages, and people are demanding wages. And this is what we're starting to see. It's starting to get more like the late '60s, '70s. We're going to talk some more about that. Right after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. By the way, if you haven't signed up for the free Max Out Savings Report, go to maxoutsavings.com. The report's coming out first part of next week. Uh, It's a free report, maxoutsavings.com. And if you need some help with your retirement, you can also set up uh, an appointment with me there. Be right back after this quick break.
3: schydraulics.com Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com.
1: This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Maxout Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxoutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxoutSavings.com. Welcome back. To the max out savings show we're talking savings investments and your retirement as always here on the show the uh, if you have any questions or comments you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 that's 713-339-1070 and we'll get your questions answered i just shut this music off there we go we're down Ah, uh, the uh it's talking about. Uh, we're, we're really just talking about wh- what's happening in the world. We're seeing more inflation, but one of the things I wanted to cover. We had a, cu- a question on the on the last couple shows on the uh, charitable giving for IRAs. Uh, and does this affect? Does this affect your uh, your re- did Did the tax changes affect your retirement? uh of uh, uh, your ability for charitable giving for IRA what are the changes and there really wasn't a change in in the, in the tax reform bill for a charitable giving you can give up to $100,000 if you're over 70 and a half and where this kind of comes in was with the RMD we we have a lot of our clients that that really don't need the RMD and it's sort of a scramble at the year end to make sure that they get their money taken out of their uh their required minimum distribution out of their IRA. If you don't take it out, you get hit with a fifty percent tax on the money. It and, and, and so uh, it, it it's it's a big deal. And so uh, the the it's a it's a penalty on, on on it for taking for not taking it out. Uh, because you be in mind if you take it out, you have to pay ordinary income. This is an addition to that. So. It's a problem, and so they came up for people that don't really need the money out of the IRA. They like to give it to charity in their RMD, and so they can they can have the firm. We use TD Ameritrade for our clients at Maxout Savings Advisor, so we can have TD issue a check out of. Let's say I'm seventy and a half, and I'm seventy one now. I decide I need to take it out, and I want to give the money to Texas A&M or to the church or whoever I can. I can have them make the payment uh, of the check directly from my account payable to the church, and uh, or payable to Texas a and Charitable for the uh, uh, from Ted IRA. When that happens, the the money goes straight out as a charity. Now, if I make hundred thousand dollars and and I I I I took that my ten thousand dollar RMD out, I would have a hundred and ten thousand adjusted gross income. If I do it this way. The ten thousand dollars goes to Texas A and M, and I still just have it doesn't go of my adjusted gross income. Now, why this is important is a couple reasons. Uh, number one, if you, if your adjusted income goes too high, you get hit with a three point eight percent extra tax uh, from Obamacare, uh, the capital gains on on your capital gains if it goes over a certain amount. But more importantly, what did change in the t- in the in the tax bill for two thousand eighteen? The, the tax reform was, it, it changed up some of the itemization. So you have uh, it's harder to itemize. You get bigger deductions, but it makes it more difficult to itemize. Well, if I take the money directly out of my IRA account to the charitable organization, then it then I can still get my taxable deduction, but I don't have to itemize. And that it, it, and so that's this is more of a complex tax issue. But this is the, some questions we had, and and so the answer to the question is the the Trump tax reform bill made the charitable giving contribution more valuable because it lets you it reduce your it doesn't add to your adjusted gross income and it allows you to do things without if you don't if you don't itemize would to still take the deduction so it, it is a good opportunity and it actually becomes more valuable under the tra- Trump tax reform I hope that wasn't too complicated but see your CPA. We're not a tax firm. Uh, the, uh, anyway, so, uh, if you got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070, 713-339-1070, and we'll get your, your questions answered. The, uh, the, uh, looking at over the, uh, looking at, at the markets, it, uh, Interest rates are going up, and we write about this, and kind of to expand to what we were just talking about, is wages are starting to go up. If you look at wages, they jumped up for for January, and particularly February, it looks like they're going to go up. But this has started to happen about four months ago. We really started to see growth start to pick up, wages start to pick up, and we're starting to see inflation. Uh, people are starting to get bonuses Three hundred over three hundred and fifty companies have given out bonuses or tax rate increases or increases in their four hundred one k due to the due to the Trump tax program and there's more people doing that so the 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 idea of of, of companies giving out wage increases some of them are increasing their their minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour. Uh, we're not a big proponent of, 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 of minimum wage increase because at the bottom tends to be college kids or kids in high school getting their first job. And, and if it's at the burger joint or something, they don't need to be paid $15 an hour because then we'll all be paying $10 for our Big Mac. And, but for people at banks, at uh, people like Walmart, people these people can afford to pay Above minimum wage because they're more complex jobs and and really it should they should have a more of a $10, 15 fifteen dollar you know bottom on their wage uh, on their uh, their wages uh, because they're they're more complex jobs they're more longer term jobs they're not summer jobs they're not starting at the bottom type of jobs uh, and, and so this is so, so we're seeing basically four things happen we're seeing bonuses thousand dollar fifteen hundred. Dollar bonuses. We're seeing wage increases across the board. Uh, We're seeing we're seeing uh, increases in giving to the 401k plan because of the Donald Trump tax reform plan. And we're also seeing we're going to put institute uh, a minimum wage at the at the bottom. Another very interesting thing we're seeing, and this is for the first time, is if if you really look at the research, the people at the top in corporate America have really their pay has gone up exponentially compared to the people at the bottom. And we're seeing some companies going, look, we're giving we're giving the bonuses to the bottom group of our, our we're putting the the hourly workers are getting a $500 bonus or that. They're putting some of the money at the lower end realizing that they've kind of skewed their pay scale a little bit too much on the high end. Uh don't get me wrong, I want everyone to make a ton of money. I want the guys at the top to make a lot of money. But some companies are kind of realizing that some of the, the wage structure has gotten a little out of kilter, and in, 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 in if you look at the research, it's really fascinating, and in, in we want everyone to make a decent living in this country because then they spend money and then the economy gets bigger and bigger. This goes back to what Henry Ford did when he paid his workers well so they could afford a car so he could sell more cars. It's not too complicated. Uh, but any, anyway, so wages are starting to go up. We're starting to see inflation. You know, the most recent, the CPI came in at 0. 0.54. It, they actually rounded it down because if they would, if they, they, they a few numbers came a couple hundreds underneath where they should have been. And by doing that, they, it should have rounded up to 0.6%. So, so the inflation is probably even a little hotter th- than we think. Inflation over the last, the CPI has been running about a 4.4% annualized for the last four months. Interest rates are going up. This is something we, we, we've been talking about here on the show for a while. Uh, we, we Two years ago, we said interest rates had bottomed. It was the end of the bull market. Uh, we sold our long-term treasuries for our clients and um, approximately two years ago. And, and so what we came up with, you know, what we, we said rates are going up. Let me give you an interesting statistic. Since early September, the stock market is up 16%. Which is pretty. It, it kind of sold off a little bit, so it, you know. But but it, it cropped right there, and since then it's up. It went up 16 percent. It sold off a little bit, but since that time frame, ten-year Treasury's rates have gone up 41 percent. 41 percent up 0.85 percent. Typically, when interest rates go up, bonds go down, and stocks go down. Uh, the, you know the, when interest rates go up, bonds will stocks will go down, and, and, and in this case, they both went up at the same time, and and and, 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 that, and when the stock market sold off interest rates kept going up. So there's there's a very high correlation of rates are going up. Higher interest rates aren't good for the stock market. An accelerating economy with increasing costs coming in across the board, higher interest rates across the board, that's not good for stocks. And that's what I want you to understand. We've had 10 years of declining interest rates, which has been good for stocks, helping the divisor on the bottom. But now it's starting to change and it's going the other direction. So Good for the economy not as good for stocks this is why you're seeing, starting to see the sell-off at stocks which are at, at the highest level some of the highest levels they've been in years the comparisons recently have been we talked about comparisons were 1929 and 1999 for stock prices in many sectors and and and, th- and now you're seeing what's happened with when you get massive overvaluation when everyone sells there's no one there and you get a 10 percent drop in a couple of days that's a, it's a dangerous market but tell you let's take a call from Tom Hey Tom good morning.
4: Good morning, Ted. Uh, yeah, I wanted to follow up on your comments about Social Security and entitlements. Uh, so I kind of fit in that category. You're you know, retired, and I'm concerned that uh, at some point the government's going to deal with it. And I guess the primary question is what you think about how they're going to deal with it, because – I'm probably in that category, you know, I'm not too rich that I don't care about it, but, you know, the government's going to hose the middle class like they usually do, so uh, I look at it, you know, I've saved (laughs) saved aggressively and invested conservatively, and I'm concerned Uh that I might end up basically uh, paying, you know, paying a penalty for that if they end up means testing, and I'm afraid that's what they're going to do. I'm curious what you think they're going to do, because there's clearly a problem.
1: Uh, look, yeah, I think they are. I I, I think how it's going to start is they're going to try to do something with Ross, and then they're going to put a cap on a, a IRA of maybe a, a two million dollars and maybe a million dollars. You get a little less, or it's taxable more. Uh, I I think that, but you have to understand it's it's more of a high class problem. Uh, that you, there, there's there's another school of thought that wants to do some type of wealth tax out there. I mean, that, that is, but it's you got to understand. There's like I said, there's two groups. There, there, there's the free market capitalist, and then there's the socialist. The socialists want to put in, uh, they want to put in wealth tax, and, and so, and that's why I, I, think it's so important to start really protecting yourself, coming up with ways, save more money. You're going to be better off than the other people because once that starts, it's going to be difficult for people across the board. In, and, 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 and it's just not an easy thing. I think they'll first start with the Roth, then they'll go with the other, uh we try to have people one thing too is draw down your ira if, if if you're using if you have two pools of funds tom at retirement you know keep extra money in your cash side your 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 non-qualified side just kind of your checking account you know, the, the, oh, the yeah the account sure. that's in your name not the tom's ira account because that'll let you manage your income a little bit and so if you've got a, a million dollars in your plan uh, you know, and you have to take out a car or something, and all of a sudden you're going to have to take thirty thousand out for the car. You've jacked up your your uh, income quite a bit, and so it's going to probably be a combination of income and assets uh, in the IRA that's going to be the concern. So if you can, if you have the ability to, when you need extra income, take it out of your non-taxable, your your after-tax money, which is just the account in your own name that's going to be a big help and and so where we see a lot of retirees they'll have a million and a half dollars in their qualified plans and they'll have $40,000 in the in the checking account or the you know the stock account that's not there and that that's that's so that's the one thing i would kind of work on so manage taking more money out of your ira earlier to draw it down some cuz the problem's going to happen in about 5 years
4: well, that's what I'm, you know, I'm looking down. Like you mentioned, you know, five, ten years down the road, we're fine right now. What I've been doing right now is converting as much of the IRA into a Roth as I can, you know, without getting into a high tax bracket. Yeah, and but, be
1: careful. You want to uh, That's up. why I was
4: curious what you think we should be doing now. Don't wait till something happens if there's ways to kind of shelter that retirement money or what we can be doing. Uh...
1: Yeah, Tom, I think it's a mistake to put all your money in the Roth because I think they're going to go after the Roth a little harder than the IRA because they're going to go, wait a minute, you're not paying any taxes. Tom you know what the guy over here is paying taxes and they're going to do something and it might be well Tom if you if you've got a million dollars in your Roth uh, and you can you can take out forty thousand dollars tax-free but your social security is going to be taxed at the higher rate they're going to play some type of game like that and so you want to try to get ahead of them a little bit by diversifying have an IRA have a Roth and have cash in a regular account.
4: Yeah, and I would probably do all that. I wasn't sure just you know what actions I should take. Uh, like I say, other than what I've been doing, but uh, uh, something's coming. We just don't have a good crystal ball. What like. it's going to be inflation to us and how we should act now. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, because you know they're going to try to inflate their way out of this mess. And look, you know the Fed's going to come in, and, and next time they try to pull this, it's going to be it's going to be big inflation, and and that that's that's what you. I think I think that's how it's going to play out.
4: Well, I guess we'll see. But anyway, <laughs> that struck a nerve when you started talking about Social Security because I'm, I'm, that's pretty much where we're at now. So uh, uh, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah. Well, thanks for your insight.
1: Thanks, Tom. And again, we're not pro- expecting any problem with Social Security for a number of years in the future. And, and and right now things are going pretty well. But it's look, the good news if we can get this economy to a three four percent growth rate, we can start growing our way out of this tax tax revenue will come up the economy will get better people will get more jobs they'll get more raises and, and things and, and so the, that the, that the good thing is is that's what's happened I think we're making that transition you know we had the, if you look back through, through you know 30 or 40 years our the wage growth was about four or five percent a year, and and I just dialed it back to about a decade before the last decade, figuring out you know there was more inflation before that, so it's harder to get numbers. I could have looked up the real numbers, but it it was much even even back then the real numbers were better. It, and so we've had horrible wage growth at the same time. The inflation numbers are obviously much stronger than everybody thinks. Uh, I I just saw a thing during Barack Obama, you know we we're supposed, we're being led to believe that. Uh, inflation was at a under two one and a half percent for the last decade two one and a half to two percent for the last eight nine years under Barack Obama. But if you look at the health care premiums for health insurance, went up forty three percent during that time frame. And, and 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 so, you know what average people were doing. We had a caller earlier talking about rents are going up. I mean, services are going up. Now, the government how they do they something called hedonically adjusting things. So they'll say, look Ted. Now, I give an example, a computer. Every time I buy a computer, it seems like it's eight or $900. It's been that way for like 20 years, it seems like, maybe. Well, during that time, the computer's gotten more and more powerful. So every time I buy another computer, it's much more powerful. It, instead of a uh, a single core, it's a dual core. Then it's a quad core. Then I've got two quad cores. And, 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 and the processing speed goes up and up and up. And it has more storage, a RAM and a bigger disk drive. Well, the government looks at that and goes, well, Ted, really, your computer's going down every year. You're just buying a more powerful computer, so actually your computer costs are going down. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. It's costing me the same amount of money every time. How is it going down? That's what's known as hedonically adjusting, and that's what's so insidious. It started out as a good idea when we had inflation to kind of chain down see, chain down growth in inflation and chained down Social Security growth and chained down union uh, pay increases and different things because the inflation was causing these things to spiral out of control. But the problem, what they never realized is once we got it, once they chained it down so much, it looked like we were in deflation. And we were never in deflation during the last, you know, maybe for a year we were in deflation or so, but we really haven't been, yet the Fed pretended like it with with the interest rates. And the final thing, uh, actually, tell you what, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. If you got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Saving Show.
4: Used to spend my nights out I-
0: Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics, schydraulics.com.
1: This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam
3: Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting edge media company called 512 New Media.
1: About savings show we're talking savings retirement and the satisfaction of retirement uh if you got any questions or comments this is the last segment of the show we've run it a little long today uh you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 that's 713-339-1070 uh we talked a little earlier about charitable deductions the qcds they're actually a little more valuable uh be, because you can uh it, it, it really helps you out with the, uh, the, the the since the new tax law eliminates or cuts back many deductions while it doubled the standard deduction uh, it, it helps out because it gets it, it lets you move that away from that and so I, I it actually the, the, the new tax bill made the qualified uh, charitable deduction out of an IRA if you're over 70 half a much more valuable thing we, we by the way in my opinion enough people don't take advantage of that uh, tax deduction uh the you know we're talking inflation we're writing our new max out savings report and we're really kind of showing you that wage is going up some of the the conference calls with our companies that we're investing in we're hearing a lot of things costs are going up uh, across the board a logistics cost are going up freight costs are going up uh, a lot of thing again more of an inflationary type of, of a as, as interest rates, we were just talking about since September, the long bond rate, or the, the not the long bond, but the 10-year treasury rate's up 40%. Now, keep in mind, uh, every, almost every single fixed income in, uh, investment in the United States and much of the world actually is is priced off of the 10-year treasury in many cases. And, and so when it's up 44% uh, or 41% increase, then that means rates are going up. Now, there's, there's, I think one thing you're going to hear in the future is, our higher interest rates inflationary? They've always said it. they kind of didn't pay much attention to it. But what people forget is in the 60s, 70s, and even in the early 80s, people didn't have huge amounts of debt. Corporations didn't have massive amounts of debt. I mean, the junk bond thing didn't even happen until the 80s. I mean, people, the brilliance of Michael Milken was... He looked at little comp- mid sized and small companies and said, "Look, these people take on debt, and they're very frugal, and they always pay it back their their ratios are actually better than bigger companies well in and, and I remember we would do research back in the in the in the late eighties and it, you would companies some of these companies were like banks they had so i say banks, not like banks today, but they, they they were like they had cash all over the balance sheet and very little debt and and so higher interest rates when they went down." Uh, it didn't affect them as much but now with these companies with so much so many of these companies are trying to maximize return on equity and buy other companies that there's a tremendous amount of debt the debt levels are going up 30 40% in corporate america since the last economic crisis in 2009 we just got we just got some bonds called back i looked at them they got called friday i think you know it was 8 point something percent bonds uh that we were able to buy at the height of the financial crisis in two thousand nine, because they thought a lot of corporate America was going to fail because the because the uh, financial system locked up in corporations. They they were all borrowing short term and got in financial trouble, and 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 so we were able to buy. We got we got a. I looked at it, we got eight point three percent for a decade out of our bond Not a decade, but nine years straight out of our bonds, and but the reason I say this is is. That now that rates are going up, corporate after so they nearly failed. The corp, the CFOs of many companies go, "Oh my God, we could get in, we could, we could, we could fail. We might have to do something. We can't pay our bills." We went from that to let's take on thirty or forty percent more debt than we had at the top of the last bubble in corporate America. Those people forgot all about this because their bonuses are so aggressively tied to return on equity and stock prices and everything. And so what's happened is is now these rates are start going up. The cost of that money to these people is going up, which that's another cost. If I have to pay more for the money, how is that not an inflationary cost like the cost of trucking, the cost of wages, of freight? Wages, you know, so... I think what's you're going to hear more about in the future is, whoa, these higher rates are inflationary, and that's something that's not been looked about. So anyway, so this transition, so we're preparing the retirement portfolios to deal with more inflation in, in the future, and this is something I think you're going to have to watch. We have a, a, a tremendous amount of debt in the system right now, which is unusual for this, this point in the cycle. It's, it's, unheard of economically after having a financial crisis and eight years later being at this, you know, increasing the debt materially more than it, than it was. And, and so so this is going to start affecting things. And so we're seeing, again, wage increases, ca- uh, uh, bonuses, uh, freight's going up, commodities going up. We're hearing, you know, one of our calls, the price of carrots and other things are going up and it's hurting the bottom line a little bit. And, and, and so and Interest rates are going up. This is why your bond funds, if you're in longer-term bonds, they're going down. This is why you've got to be in shorter-term bonds right now and understand kind of the world that we live in. So uh, I, I think that we're writing about this in report. We, you know, we're talking some about this and and, and, and so I, I think we're going to be looking at a slower earnings growth from companies. I, I think we're going to be looking at 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 higher interest costs. And so if we have very high valuations, the, the and, and the really hard thing in this market is to find reasonably priced stocks that just aren't, uh, you know, priced to perfection for the next decade when you're, you're not going to get it, we're likely to have a recession. We're likely to have stagflation. Next time the economy slows, it's going to be stagflation with more of an inflation bent. And, and so this is something, because th- at this level in the economy, with this level of debt, the, the Fed can't afford for us to go into much of a recession, and they don't have very much to cut in interest rates, which means they're going to have to flood the system with more money. Eventually, this is going to catch fire. And one of the things I might put in the report is, you're going to see the velocity of money start to accelerate. And when that does, that's going to, again, it's going to all change things. So I think this is the game changer. Now, the market's gone up for six days in a row here, which is a good deal. But keep in mind, it completely collapsed the week before. And so we're coming up. We've gone up, done about a 61% retracement, which is a different, you know, the numbers. The, the market's gotten back up to that 50-day moving average that we talked about, the moving averages. And now we have to kind of see, is it going to break out to new highs and explode? Or have we seen have we seen this is the top of the bull market? And this is what we're going to have to watch. I, I think you have to have a risk plan in place in this market. I think you have to have higher level cash because there's not really good bargains. And, you know, when things are cheap, you can afford to buy something. And it goes down something. You still know you're going to make money in the long run. You don't worry about it. But when things are expensive, you don't have much error. And that's why you got to be so careful and have a risk plan in this market. If you need some help with your retirement Uh, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. It's maxoutsavings.com. And you you can sign up for an appointment to sit down with me, request an appointment, and and I'll go over your financial situation. We'll see how you're set for retirement. Can you retire? And do you have too much risk? Do you have a risk plan in place? Uh, Also, If you're not in our free max out savings report list, we're sending it out next week. Uh, We're going to be talking a lot about, uh, you know, what's going on in the world. What is this trend with inflation? What's really happening here? I would talk about a lot of interesting things in the report. It's a free report to help you deal with retirement and understand it and understand the world today. We live in a rapidly changing world that you have to be on top of your game. So if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com, and at least sign up for that free report. I hope everyone has a great weekend. And remember our motto and our philosophy, it's to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And I think more than ever, you have to take charge of your own retirement and understand Social Security might not be there in another decade. And so you want to protect yourself ahead of time. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Saving Show.
0: your rate and payments get rid of mortgage insurance or get